You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. In time, you can also catch us every week from Wednesday to Friday at 4 p.m. In over 200 countries with over 70,000 viewers per minute, we are taking territories and reaching out to the nations. Wherever you are, we'd love you to be part of it. SOTV, global stream casting for kingdom advancement. Hello, you're welcome again to this broadcast. We are so grateful, always grateful to God for another day. And this is another day that we have to be with the Lord and to also be a blessing, to be a witness to God, to be a blessing to someone uh, another day to worship God, another day to pray, another day to live. We are excited about that. And um, today I want to bring to you the word, and I call this message, A Time for Divine Justice. We're living in a time where we've seen a lot of injustice, a lot of injustice that has been perpetrated uh, due to different reasons. There is racial injustice, there are different kinds of injustice, the different ways that people are being discriminated against. And uh, it seems as if people seem to get away with these things. Why is that so? Don't we have a God who is on the throne? Don't we have a God who uh, hears the cries of people? So I want to share with us a few a few thoughts from the scriptures concerning this matter. And, uh, but I want, to, I want to start by reading a scripture in the book of Isaiah chapter 30. In Isaiah chapter 30, and I want to read from verse um, 18. All right, I'll read Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18. It says, Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. The Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. The God of justice is Elohim Mispat. Elohim Mispat is a God of justice. And this is his time. Let me tell you something, as you pray and as you seek God, as you ask God to move on your behalf, one of the things you need to learn to pray for is divine justice. Learn to pray for divine justice. We are asking that the God of justice will start manifesting in the land, in our nation, in our homes, in our lives. You see, yes, God uh, God is a God of justice. Many people know God as a savior. They know him as their helper. They know him as their healer. They know him as God who is a loving God. And true, yes, he is all of those things. But they don't know God as the God of justice. Let me tell you something. The way you approach God, the faith that you use to come to God is how he's going to respond to you. Okay, if you come to him as, a, for instance, if you come to him as Jehovah Jireh, that's the Lord provider, my provider, then he will manifest himself as provider. 
If you come to him as God, um, my sanctifier, all right, Jehovah Nikodesh, then he will manifest himself as your sanctifier. If you come to him as the Lord, your shepherd, he will manifest himself that way as your shepherd. But I'm telling you, when it comes to justice, you don't come to him um, as your shepherd. No, no, no. That's, that's not the best way. That's not the best way to approach him. When you want justice, you come to him. You come to him as Elohim Mispah. Okay? And that's what we see in this verse. For the Lord is a God of justice. So when you cry out and say, Lord, I want your justice concerning this matter. I want you to know that God who answers prayers will move on your behalf. He will move on your behalf, especially when you have suffered injustice. Um, but, but let me say this. When it comes to God's justice, you need to understand you need to understand God. You need to know that he's not a partial God at all. He's a God. He's a just God. And it doesn't matter who it is. When he's not manifesting as a God of justice, you better make sure you are on the right side. Otherwise, you could also um, suffer um, a consequence of injustice. If you are guilty of injustice, you better repent. Repent. Put your house in order before you invite the God of justice into your situation. All right. Why? The Bible tells us in Psalm, um, in Psalm 89, verse 14, it says, um, uh, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. So you see, God is seated. When he is seated on his throne, the foundation of his throne, what he's sitting on is righteousness and justice. He's sitting on righteousness and justice. So unless he's not on the throne, if he is on the throne, you can be rest assured that justice will come. Justice will come. It's just a matter of time. It might seem delayed, but it will surely come. So we want to, we want to, we want to cry to God. I want to say to God, God... <laughs> Let there be justice in the land. We've seen how many people have been castigated. Many people have lost their lives because of their race, because of whatever. You know, uh, we, we know about the situation where uh, some blacks are being uh, brutally murdered by law enforcement agents. And uh, across the nations as well, there is systemic injustice. There is, there is a discrimination based on different things. For example, there is, there is injustice against the widow. There is injustice against the orphan. There is injustice against the immigrant. There is injustice against females. There is injustice against those of other religions. There is injustice all kinds of injustice. So we're going to, when we begin to say, when we, when we say it's time for divine justice, what I mean is we need to now approach God on the basis of his divine justice and on the basis of the foundation of his throne. And we say to the Lord, Lord, on the basis of the foundation of your throne, the throne upon which you are seated, 
which is founded on righteousness and justice, we're saying, God, you need to move. Let us see your righteousness concerning this matter. Let us see your justice concerning this matter. And I'm telling you, when you begin to pray like that, when you pray like that, God begins to move. When God begins to move, I have seen the justice of God. And sometimes it has scared me. When God has moved mightily on our behalf concerning other people that have, have, have um, executed injustice to us. I've seen it and I'm telling you, it's not a good thing. And uh, I don't even want to be talking about it. Why? Because it seems as if one is bragging on another person's misfortune. But no, it's not that. It is when God rises up as the God of justice, when he rises up and begins to exercise justice on the behalf of those who have been uh, deprived, deprived by reason of, of, of their race, by reason of their, their, their position, their, by reason of their weaknesses, by reason of their gender, by reason of whatever, whatever it is, we serve a God of divine justice he is a just god and he is ready to move on the behalf of his people i want you to get ready because when you if you are not sure don't pray this kind of prayers we're gonna i'm gonna lead you in a prayer at the end of this and we're gonna ask that god will move and we will, will, will begin to manifest himself in, in, in a way that we will see divine justice. Do you know that God is so just, so just that even to his enemies, he is just. Even to his enemies, to Satan, for instance. Let me use that as an example. To Satan, for instance, God is just. God, is, God will never, never violate his principles of justice. And he will never cross the line when it comes to justice and so everything that god does is just and right he's a god of faithfulness without injustice there's no injustice in him so even satan who is the enemy the arch enemy of god you know that god still gives satan his right i'll give you an example satan went to the garden Adam and Eve are there in the garden and Satan goes in there through the serpent. He goes in. He po I mean, he possesses the serpent and then goes to the garden. Right? He goes into the garden and he tempts, he tempts Adam and Eve. Eve is deceived and she takes from the, from the tree that God said they shouldn't eat from and they eat from that. Right? They eat from that, and after eating from that, the Bible says, because God had told them before that the day you eat from this tree, you're going to die, all right? You're going to die the day you eat from this tree, and they did eat, and they died spiritually. They didn't fall dead physically, but they died spiritually. From that day, God handed the earth to Satan. Satan became the God of this world. 
Why did God not deprive him? God could have said, no, Satan, um, Adam, you're not getting it. Satan, you're not going to get it. I'm taking it back. You know, God could have done that, but he didn't do that. Why? Because he's a just God. He's a just God, and because of his justice, he says to Adam, Adam, you get out of the garden. No, don't stay here. Don't eat from the tree of life and live forever in a rebellious sin, a rebellious state. So God takes him, sends him out of the garden, actually sending Adam out of the garden was an act of God's mercy because God still had plan of redeeming mankind. And so God did not deprive Satan of the earth. God began to demonstrate justice there. He demonstrated justice. He, he, he punished, uh, he, he spoke uh, punishment on the serpent. You know, from that day, the serpent started crawling on the ground. And uh, he says, I'm, the, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You'll bruise his heel and so on. But he did not take the earth away from Satan. Until Jesus came. And God did not just come. He didn't just usurp authority. He didn't just come into the earth, you know, because being God and all powerful, he didn't do that. He came in a just way. He came in a just way. He had said, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You will bruise his heel. What was he speaking about? God was, he set in motion a principle of divine justice. Divine justice is going to be meted out through the seed of the woman. And from that time, you know, we know how things went. Man, sin has come in. Man is now suffering. He's suffering pain. He's suffering disease. And he's suffering hunger. These are all things man was not created to live with. But why is God allowing these things to happen? Why is God allowing so much pain? It's part of his justice. His justice demands that he allows Satan to have his rightful, rightful place in the scheme of things. So, um, so God does not, he, he does not immediately destroy Satan. Why is Satan even still roaming the seats? Why can't God just arrest him, lock him up? There is a time for that. There is a time for that. So God is not going to move. He's not, I mean, although he is an emotional being, he made us in his image after his likeness, he's an emotional being, but he does not make irrational decisions. He does not make decisions just because he is angry. All right. He makes decisions because of his righteousness and his justice. As long as he's on that throne, I'm telling you, there's got to be justice. So we are praying for justice for the families of those who have been, um, who have been bereaved. For those who have been bereaved and have suffered injustice all over the earth. All over the earth. We're praying for justice. And for those of you who are in positions of power, I'm telling you, 
you better be careful how you handle people. If you, if you begin to be unjust on the day of visitation, on the day of divine justice, which is the day we are in, these are the days that people won't get away with things they used to get away with before. So there is an appointment, a divine appointment for justice. So our God is a God of justice. Satan knows his rights. He knows his parameters. That's why he doesn't do things. He doesn't just go beyond God's boundaries. He knows that. He has seen God's discipline over the angels that left their first estate. He has seen God's discipline. And that's why even when it was time when he went to, uh, when he wanted to, tempt, uh, to attack and afflict Job, he went to God for permission. Can you imagine that? He went to God. And God gave him boundaries and he kept to those boundaries. Why? Because he knows. He knows you don't mess around with this God. Alright? So everything that Satan is doing, he has a legal premise upon which he's doing what he's doing. And so we need to identify, we need to identify the legal premise upon which Satan is operating. And we step in there as children of God who have authority, who have power, who have right. And we begin, to, we begin to plead and we begin to demand justice, divine justice. And we'll make sure that we are in also good standing with God. Because you need to be in righteousness. The Bible says that uh, Jesus was made unto us. Um, uh, he, he, he became seen that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So in Christ Jesus, we have access to divine justice. In Christ Jesus, we have access to divine justice. So when you begin, when you begin to ask for justice, I want you to know that you need to be in right standing with God. Because when God moves, he's not going to wait. He's not going to look. He's not going to be favorable. He's not going to say, oh, well, because you're my child and all of that. No, it's like in the day when he visited Egypt on the night of the Passover. He told Moses, listen, I'm going to pass through the land of, of, of Egypt. This last judgment is going to release the people. It's going to compel Pharaoh to let you go. All right? So what does he do? He tells them, put the blood, all right, the blood of the Passover lamb on the lintel of the doors of your house. Every single house that has it, when I see the blood, I will pass over, all right? I will pass over that house. But then, obviously, God is saying, anyone who does not apply the blood, that angel of destruction, that destroyer is going to enter into that house. So, it doesn't matter if you have been circumcised. You could have been circumcised, but if you don't have the blood... If you don't have the blood, circumcision will not save you. So at that time, it's more than circumcision. It's now the blood. All right? And all those who had that blood on the lintel of their houses were not visited, including the Egyptians that traveled with the Israelites. Maybe some of them, maybe some of them who were very close friends to the Israelites had the blood over 
over the um, the doorpost and so God is just God is just he's a God of justice so this is a time for us in this time and I don't know how, those of you who have gone through injustice those of you that feel that you are you 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 are facing a lot of injustice you need to start believing God and when you call upon him call upon him as the God of justice because this is the time for divine justice this is the time for divine justice all right so don't allow don't allow the situation to so overwhelm you that you lose sight of the God that you are serving that you lose sight of the God of justice we're gonna go on a break now and when I come back I'm gonna share with you some critical aspects of the justice of God and how you can begin to exercise your faith and also pray for divine justice all right see you in a moment all right you're welcome back again we are talking about the fact that this is a time for divine justice this is a time for you to pray this is a time for you to put your faith out there if you have suffered injustice I want you to believe God because we serve a God of justice the God that we serve is a God of justice and like we've said righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne righteousness and justice if he is on the throne then you can be rest assured that uh, there is going to be justice there's going to be righteousness hallelujah all right so and also I've said that even even against God's enemies God is never unjust God is just to every single one and God's justice is not the same as our justice our justice system needs help in many cases in many cases yes we have seen um, systems that have been introduced to perpetrate injustice so the fact that something is legal does not mean it is just the, the fact that it is the, the, the fact that it is legal for you to do certain things I'll give an example for for example the fact that it is legal to abort does not mean it is just why because you are denying that child that unborn baby the right to life so that is unjust so far as that uh, that child is concerned and we know we know that um, uh, the case of Abel Cain and Abel if you remember he was murdered by his brother the first murder took place uh, in the first family on the earth in Adam's family was when the brother Cain killed his brother Abel and the Bible says that he's the blood of your brother is crying out to me from the ground what is the blood of Abel asking God for? I don't know. Could it be he was asking for justice? Could it be he was crying because his life, his destiny has been cut short? And I'm telling you, every single blood that has been shed, every innocent blood that has been shed is crying before God. And it's time for God to begin to respond to the cries of, of, the, of the people, of the people, yes. I want, to, I want to show you a few things in the scriptures, but let's look at this, um, let's look at uh, this, this scripture in the book of Psalm, 
Psalm, uh, Psalm 68. Psalm 68, and I want to read verse 5. Okay. Psalm 68, verse 5. It says that God, that's talking about God, He is a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows. Is God in His holy habitation? God sets the solitary in families and he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious will dwell in a dry land. The rebellious will dwell in a dry land. So God is a father to the fatherless. He is a defender of the widow. Now if you read your Bible properly, you find that Many, many times God continued to advocate justice for the fatherless, justice for the widows, and also justice for the immigrants as well. God is watching. Whatever you are doing, God is watching. And one day there's going to be a visitation. There's going to be a day of divine reckoning. God wants to visit his people with justice. And I'm praying for the Lord to move in our lives. Let me tell you this. Even in your home, make sure that there is justice in your home. If you are in your home, uh, you are a husband and you are unjust to your wife. When, when God begins to visit the land with justice, he will visit you. He will visit you. If you are a wife that is unjust to your husband, I'm telling you, when God begins to visit the land, he is going to visit you as well. He will visit you with his justice. And it, in, 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 even in the church, everywhere, like I said, God is never partial. He's not partial. And because he's not partial, I'm telling you, when it's time for justice, everyone, everyone will go, is going to answer before God. All right, so the Lord our God is a God of justice. Make sure that you are not unjust in your dealings with people. Whether it's in the office, whether it's in your business dealings, in whatever area, make sure that you are just. All right, and I give you an example because let me tell you something God is watching. Every interaction we have, every agreement you have, God is watching. He watches over those agreements. I remember in the book of Joshua chapter 9, a case there, in Joshua chapter 9. And in Joshua chapter 9, what happens is that uh, the Gibeonites, the Gibeonites heard about the things that Joshua did to Jericho. They, and and and. You know, the great things that God had done through these people. So the Gibeonites decided to find a way. They disguised themselves and pretended as if they were from a very far country. And they came to Joshua and they testified, we've heard about your great God and we have come to make a covenant with you to be your people that we will, you know, you will, um, we will be. Uh, we will not be destroyed. So they will not be destroyed. They made this covenant with Joshua. And of course Joshua goes and he gets into a league with the, the Gibeonites. 
unknown to him, these were their neighbors. These people were just close by, but they knew that as Joshua was coming, that Joshua was going to destroy them. So they wanted to survive. And so they, they got into an agreement with the, with the Gibeonites. All right? Now, fast track, during the time of Saul, when Saul was king over Israel, Saul killed the Gibeonites. He killed them. He killed the Gibeonites. And uh, years went by. It seemed as if everything went okay. Until during the time David was king. And as David was king, there was famine in the land. There was famine in the land. And as there was famine in the land, David goes to God to inquire, what is the cause of this famine? And God said to him, it's, the, it's because of Saul who killed the Gibeonites years ago. Can you imagine? Decades ago, this thing happened. And now the nation is suffering. And David, in 2 Samuel chapter 21, if you read from, from verse 1, there, David calls the, he calls the Gibeonites and he pleads with them. What do you guys want? They say, give us some of sons, um, the sons of Saul. Let's hang them. And then after they did that, the famine ended. Now, what does that tell you? There is always, even when you have agreements with people, when you, when you have agreements with people and you violate those agreements because those people are not strong enough, because you are in a position of strength and you violate those agreements, guess what? God will visit you one day. He will visit you or he will visit your children. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because he's a just God. And so because of that, because of what Saul did to the Gibeonites, they end entire nation of Israel suffered for it, but for David. So what, is, what does that tell you? He's a God of justice. All right? He's a God of justice. I'm speaking this, that everyone listening to me who has suffered injustice, get ready. The Lord, the time for divine justice has come for you. The Lord is coming into your case. The Lord is coming into your matter. Is coming into your situation to begin to execute justice. And we're going to see the tables turn. I'm telling you. Why? Because we serve a God of justice. Elohim Mispah. We call upon him to move. To move on our behalf. To move with divine vindication. Hallelujah. It's a day of vengeance in Isaiah 61. You know where he talks about the spirit of the Lord being upon him. He says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And, and uh, to bind the brokenhearted, the recovery of sight to the blind and all that. And then he says to preach the day of the Lord's vengeance. When Jesus was quoting that, he stopped before he got to the vengeance because it was not yet time. But now is the time for divine vengeance. This is a time for divine vindication. This is a time for God to begin to vindicate people. And let me tell you, when it comes to justice, it's not God. It's a divine is a, is a God of justice to, to the entire humanity. So it's not only for those who are Christians, although, yes, 
The blood of Jesus gives you access to, to uh, God's favor and all of that. But if you will cross the line and begin to exercise injustice, you are going to experience, you're going to experience the justice of God. And you don't want that because I'm telling you, God does it in ways. I, like I said, I've seen it happen in my life and in my family a few times. And it's scary. It's really scary. Really scary. All right. So we don't want, we don't want to be victims when it comes to divine justice. So that's why we need to ensure, check our hearts, make sure that we're in, right, in, the, in the right place. Make sure that we are not taking advantage of people. Don't take advantage of people because they are weak and you are strong. Don't take advantage of people because you are in a powerful position and they are not. Don't take advantage of people because you are the boss and they are, they are not. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because it's a day of divine justice. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because the time is going to come. And now is that time that God is going to begin to mete out justice. Justice for the poor. Why did God specifically say that the gospel, the anointing is to preach the gospel to the poor? Why did he mention the poor? There are different ways you can look at that and let's not go into that. But I'm telling you something. God, if you know the heart of God and you read your Bible, you'll see that God has a heart for the underprivileged. He has a heart for the underprivileged. He, 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 he looks, looks at them with, because he sees their, their plight. He sees what they're going through. And so because of that, we must Always, as children of God, make sure we honor all people. Give people what they deserve. Don't withhold anything from people because of race. Don't withhold anything from people because you are in a position of influence. Don't take advantage of people because you have power, because you have wealth, because you have position. Don't do that. Okay? Why? Because... I'm telling you, one day, God is going to show up. And when he does, it's going to be massive. Okay? So, uh, let's not be on the wrong side of justice. Because let me tell you something about God's justice. Yes, this part is broken into two. They, when God comes to vindicate, there are two aspects when it comes to, 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 to justice. Number one... It's punishment, okay? There is punishment. When it's the day of justice, it's time for, to punish the wrongdoers. So one aspect of his justice has to do with punishment. And then the second aspect of his, his, his uh, justice has to be, do with reward. So God will now, when, when he comes with justice, he punishes those who have gone, done wrong. And then he now begins to reward those who have done right. Hallelujah. So if you have been on the right side, you need to be celebrating and looking forward to divine justice. Because divine justice is also a time of divine vindication. It's a time that God will vindicate you. Hallelujah. He will vindicate you. So it's not just about retribution. 
Yes, which is punishment, but it's, a, it's also a time of rewards. Rewards. So when God of when the God of justice steps into the matter, what happens is that you begin to see some, you know, it's almost like like what kind of blessing is this? What kind of promotion is this? What kind of breakthrough is this? It's a manifestation of justice. It's a manifestation of justice. So and and when he moves like that, you know, it it, it usually it's in uh, he, 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 he rewards you in, with, with the compound interest. Let me put it that way. Yes. He rewards you with compound interest because over the years you've been deprived and deprived and deprived and deprived. Suppressed and suppressed and suppressed and suppressed. And then when he steps in, boom, you get paid back with interest. Hallelujah. So I sense that somebody is about to enter into some massive breakthrough because the God of justice is stepping in. He's stepping into your situation. We ask for Elohimispat to manifest in your life. To manifest in your life. There are different aspects of justice. And I'm telling you, yes, we are going to see the reward the rewards of God. The Bible says God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. He's not unjust. Never unjust. God does not have any form of injustice in him. It's man that is unjust. God is a perfect judge. It's interesting that he is also a judge. He's a God of justice. He's also a judge. He's also a judge. So let's believe God. Let's believe God for justice. Justice to be meted out. Meted out in our lives. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I want to pray. And I want to pray for you. Pray for you that God will visit you. God will visit your family. God will visit, visit your, your business. Maybe your business has suffered injustice. May God visit your business. Yes. Maybe in your studies, there are some people that have suffered injustice. I know people who suffered injustice. Students who were, who were, um, who suffered injustice. You know, they, 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 they were marked wrongly. They were failed. Not because they failed, just because they did not compromise, just because they were of the wrong race, just because they were of the wrong whatever. Meanwhile, by God's standard, they were not supposed to have failed. So I'm praying that God will move, will move into, into every single um, fiber of our society as a God of justice and to begin to vindicate to vindicate his people he says vengeance is mine I will pay says the Lord it is his that is a place not for you but for God himself so we want to pray right now and say Lord God first of all you want to make sure you are in the right standing with God if you are not born again, you are already, you are you're already in the wrong side. 
If you're not born again, you're on the wrong side with God. And if you are born again, make sure that you're not guilty of injustice. Don't treat anyone unjustly. And if you are guilty of that, if you've done that in the past, you need to repent. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm so sorry. I want to lead you in a prayer. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. And I ask for mercy. I ask for forgiveness. Have mercy upon me. I'm guilty of injustice. I'm guilty of violating your law. Forgive me, Lord. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse me. Let the blood of Jesus justify me. I put my faith in you. I call on you, Jesus, save me. Save me from my sins. Save me from every act of injustice. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to do something. I want you to go before God. And I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And you say, Heavenly Father, you are Elohim Mispah. I'm coming to you right now. Not just as a father, as a child approaching the father, but also as someone approaching a God of justice. I come and I appeal to your justice. And I ask that you will move in my life and begin to manifest your justice in my life in my family every injustice that i have suffered i hand over to you right now every injustice that my family has suffered i bring before you right now and i ask for divine vindication move on our behalf move on our behalf O oh lord thank you father i give you glory Lord my God, you are the one that said vengeance belongs to you. I hand over to you right now. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. We're going to continue next week. And I want you to really, really, really uh, put your faith out there. Because God is moving and you're going to see justice on your behalf god is going to move on your behalf god bless you see you again next week tell somebody about this broadcast and share the word bless you real good amen join pastor eric Baptel of every nation midrand now on sotv Experience the presence of God and receive the life-giving word every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central African time. You can also catch us every week from Wednesday to Friday at 4 p.m. In over 200 countries with over 70,000 viewers per minute, we are taking territories and reaching out to the nations. Wherever you are, we'd love you to be part of it. SOTV, global stream casting for kingdom advancement.
Also TV, global streamcasting for kingdom advancement. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.